We are outside the Bellagio Fountains. We are going to be here the entire week. We are off the row, and we are joined by a very good friend of the program. He is a CBS Sports senior writer. He is host of the Pick 6 podcast. He is a longtime friend of the program. He is Will Brinson. Will, brother, great to see you, dude. How you feeling? Jim, what's up, man? It's good to be here. It's, uh, it's not hot in Las Vegas. But that's okay. Nor is it. It's not hot. It's not dry. But it doesn't suck. It's all good. Oh, it's great. No, it's fantastic out here. Don't like, come at us, man. We're not complaining. No, no, We're no, very no. happy. No one would ever complain about being at the Super Bowl, much less on the Strip in Las Vegas at a CBS Super Bowl, also streaming on Paramount Plus, if the people didn't know. <laughs> well uh, done, but, dude. And by the way, if it, I don't know if anybody out there can get tickets to the Sphere for Fish or Grateful Dead, but I'll, I'll take those. If, anybody's, if any clones are listening, uh, or die day, I'll take it. Are you a fish dude? I'm a fish guy, yeah. More than the dead uh yeah 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 fish before dead but but love both dude what are you listening to these days besides the fish and the dead uh, i mean taylor swift and usher on repeat of course just, uh, again of course. streaming on paramount dude, how stressed are you that she's going to make it on time <laughs> I, I mean i feel like there's a better like she has better odds of making it from tokyo to the super bowl in las vegas than i do for making it to my hotel room to this hit on time <laughs> so I, but, but you, I, you, I can you feel it. like i know that's true dude what do you mean you feel like that i yeah, take but, that bet but, all day long but I, if i can get here then taylor can get here i, I think she'll be all right i mean i know john my, my our colleague john breach had an article and i think the associated press reported it but the hardest part for her about getting here uh-huh. is the parking spot for her pj which, so it's got to be a real big jet, dude. Yeah, that's... And that's, everybody will already be in the parking lot. And, and apparently... But is there not a reserved spot? Apparently, you can't get from... I know, right? Shouldn't there be? Like, didn't Kelsey have some... Like, a like a like a, doesn't he get a comp spot? That doesn't the NFL? Yeah. Is she not the most important person here this week? She, I mean, come I mean, on. she is. How I mean, do you not clear out the airport for her? Dude, on media day yesterday, it was... The only times the place looked crowded the entire time was when Mahomes and Kelsey were next to each other, and they both got peppered the entire time with Taylor Swift questions. Uh huh. And for those who did not see, generally he's not there at the end of games to address that, understandably. How did he deal with that last night? I thought he handled it fine. I mean, he he talked about it, but kept it kind of low-key. I mean, somebody even asked him if he was going to, is there another ring on the, uh, like, if you get this ring, which ring are you more worried about? Clever. It's like, yeah, the Super Bowl ring. Yeah, he's like, I think I'm going to focus on the Super Bowl (laughs) ring before I worry about that other ring. Like, anybody Will, did you ask that question? I did not, Jim. Are you sorry that you didn't ask that question? Do you wish that was your question? A little little regretable, yeah. Like, I mean, you know, I mean, I'd like to to see Travis Kelsey's disdain when I asked him if he was going to propose to Taylor Swift. After the Super Bowl, win or lose. <laughs> Will Brinson joining us. Having fun as always. All right, well, let me jump into this. Kyle Shanahan wins a lot of games. But there's this perception that he can't win big games. How fair is that rap? I mean, it's it's fair in the sense that for a period of well, this is just what we do. It's fair in the sense that this is what we do. Remember, I mean, before Tom Brady ripped off those three Super Bowls to close out his New England career, there was talk that the Patriots and Tom Brady can't win outside of a spy gate. Funny. And he was down 28-3 to Kyle Shanahan. And it looked like it's like, well, here it is again. Tom Brady's going to like be done. Jimmy G's going to take over in New England. And this is going to be the end of his run. And instead, you know, you, he, he rips those, those wins off. And we've seen this with Mahomes never got it because he won so fast, right? Aaron Rodgers got it a touch, but he won so fast you never heard it. And it, it's all about winning. The quicker you win, the less pressure you get put on you. But Kyle's got 28-3. He wasn't even the head coach, but he still gets he still gets right. labeled that because he was such an offensive mastermind for Dan Quinn. He's got the 10-point or 11-point loss to the Chiefs. 
He's got the ten point loss that people don't talk about enough against Stafford and the Rams, and then he's you know, and now he's got this game. There is no no person in Vegas with more pressure on them for this game for Super Bowl Fifty Eight than, than Kyle Shanahan. Um, did he, he? He sure didn't seem like he was wearing that last night, though, did he? No, I mean I think he, you know he under, he he's got the fortunate uh, life experience of having his dad. Who won two Super Bowls, but won them at the end of his run? You know, won them with, like the final two years of Elway's career. And so his dad went through all of this and understood that it, it, it's hard to win Super Bowls. We are jaded and spoiled by Tom Brady and Patrick Mahomes back to back ripping off. I mean, Patrick Mahomes is basically two plays away from being in six Super Bowls to start his career. Uh-huh. Tom Brady won seven Super Bowls. I mean, these guys span, like, there, there are a lot of people listening to this show, watching this show on CBS Sports Network that are like, don't, weren't alive before Tom Brady started playing football. And so you have this just guys who just win and win and win, and it's been dominated for 25, 26 years. I mean, well, it's always been this way, but it's never more so than right now. It's so absurd. It's almost like it's better not to get there than to get there and lose it yeah. because then you're a chump. Yeah. And it's absurd. Yeah. It's absurd. If you get, if you get there. Like, but, but that said, this guy has to win this weekend. <laughs> that said, this right. guy has to win. It'd be like if the Bills in back, in the, back in the 90s got there a fifth time. It's like, right. look, okay, you're, you're better off losing in the championship game at this point than you are getting to the Super Bowl. You know, like, Kyle, the, the pressure, we, we, we always say, we're like, well, let's not make too much of one game, but it is the one game that matters, and we end up making that much, it means that much more once we get further Especially away from it. Especially to him this week. So let me ask you this. The 49ers have started slowly in both playoff games. What do you think that's about? And if they do it again this weekend, will they have any chance? So I think we can kind of look at it in two different ways, right? Look at the Packers' slow start as... Kyle kind of screwed up because he game scripted that whole offensive game plan to Debo Samuel. And when Debo got hurt, they didn't have any answers offensively and had to really kind of rally and figure things out to win that game. And then against Detroit, I just think the Lions were not being given a chance. They were a much better team than people expected. And Kyle maybe again kind of game plan, all right, let's not focus in on Debo because he's banged up. Let's try and run it with Christian McCaffrey. They couldn't get that going. And then you saw them come out in the second half, boom, boom, to Debo, two quick plays, and all of a sudden they're right back in the game. So I think it's all about that early scripting because we've seen it. The stats are there, and I do think Brock Purdy and Kyle Shanahan are better playing from ahead. I mean, what you think, I mean, except for 20 We know this. Right. So I think they got to come out and match the scripting early on with the Chiefs because – to me, there's a chance of the Chiefs blowing out the 49ers. There's no chance the 49ers blow out the Chiefs. Interesting. Will Brinson joining us. Go back to Kyle and Brock Purdy for a minute. How much confidence do you think Kyle has in Brock Purdy right now? I think he's got 100% confidence in him. I mean, you look at the stuff that he – you know, we, I, I think back to that the throw from Jimmy G to Emmanuel Sanders in Miami, also on CBS. Missed that throw, right? If he hits that throw, they but win the Super Bowl. But not streaming on Paramount But Plus. Paramount Plus wasn't a thing. Yeah, yeah. The yeah. amount of entertainment with Let's Knuckles. Sure. And, okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, I'm nothing if not a promiscuous company man. Uh, the, uh, You're it, nothing but that, bro. <laughs> <laughs> but, you know, You're the best, dude. I think, I think Purdy hits that throw. You know, like Purdy's deep ball is so much better than Jimmy G's. And if he hits that throw, they win this. You know, so I think Kyle believes in, in a weird like kind of effed up way he got, he got here, right? Like a twisted way he got this here. This is not your podcast, dude. No, know your room. Remember <laughs> sorry, that. Sorry, sorry, sorry. I'm not going to cuss You don't have to apologize to me, man. I'm but, just looking out for your career and your no, livelihood. No, no, I want to no. make sure you can still put food on the table. <laughs> I appreciate it. I, I think I need a little bit less these days. But yeah, I think I think you look at you look at um, the, how he got here. They drafted Trey Lance. They give up all the picks for him. 
And then they end up picking up Brock Purdy because they're like, well, we kind of like this guy. And then all of a sudden he's like, the, the third quarterback in our, in our room is the best quarterback. And he ends up getting to the place he wanted to get via the Trey Lance trade accidentally. And I think Purdy is the guy he needs. You don't need you know, the, the idea that he needs this great running quarterback who can open up new avenues for his offense is probably misguided. He needs this point guard, this guy who distributes the ball. He makes good decisions, and he makes those good decisions quickly. He gets the ball exactly where Kyle wants him to get the ball, and he can make plays off script if he needs to. He has the playmakers around him, and look, Debo, Kittle, McCaffrey, you're talking unicorns at their positions, but they, they are better because of Purdy. Purdy elevates those guys because he knows his role in that system and plays the point guard. He's like a Steve Nash, basically, out there in Mike D'Antoni's system, and I think that's what Kyle has sort of figured out. I didn't need to grab this athletic freak show and put in my offense. I needed to find a guy who's perfect for my offense. Mm. Will Brinson joining us. Will, I say this not as a throwaway at the end of the interview. I am really, really, really curious how you see this game. What is your lean? How are you playing this game? I've talked to you all year long. We know how hard it is to pick games. I mean, it's virtually impossible, ATS now these days, in the NFL. But this game in particular, how do you see it? How are you playing it? I I think... Everybody, it feels like everybody's on the Chiefs. Everybody, everybody's on the Chiefs, which worries me a lot. Because I said the same thing. I'm on the Chiefs. I think the Chiefs. I, they, the thing, it, it is weird. And I heard what was it, like some some argument about like who's the favorite here? The, Chief, the Niners are the favorite. I mean, that's, that's ipso facto. Dude, the line's the, not moving at all. It's not budging at all. And what is that? It's weird because we've seen three previous Super Bowls. Um, we had Niners and Niners and Chiefs previously, I believe. Eagles and Chiefs and uh, Patriots and Seahawks. Those are the only three, I think, where they crossed through zero and another team was favored. It ended up not really ma- – oh, no, no, sorry, Broncos and, uh, Broncos and Seahawks. I'm sorry. That was the other one. And not, the, not, the, uh, not, the, not the 49ers and Chiefs. But we've seen these games where it's crossed zero. I think it just means that Vegas doesn't really know either because we have a, chief, we have a 49ers team, Jim, that's been better than the Chiefs all season long. Uh-huh. They are the better team. They're more well-rounded. They have more playmakers on both sides of the ball. But the Chiefs have Patrick Mahomes and Travis Kelsey and Andy Reid, and they flicked a switch once the playoffs started and became good on offense and have a, a defense that can slow down the Niners. And, look, I'll give credit to my boy Pete Prisco. He said at the beginning of the playoffs with the Niners, if you can block them, you can beat them. And the, the Packers blocked them. The Lions blocked them. And if the Chiefs could block them and force that Niners secondary to hold up, I think the Chiefs win the game. I think it's low scoring. I'll say 24-21. All right, Will Brinson joining us. Before you go, you mentioned the Broncos. Let me ask you something. Russell Wilson. Is he, and this seems absurd, but you were talking about this on your podcast. Is he still a lock for the Hall of Fame? I, th- I think it's fascinating, right? It's fascinating. Have you ever seen a case where a guy was just a Hall of Famer and then, like, backed himself out of the Hall Dude, of like Fame? Dude, like, they were measuring him for the coat. It, it, was, it was a done deal. If he, if he completes that pass, if Malcolm Butler doesn't pick that pass off, it's a stone-cold lock. And now he, it's like he's somehow he's moonwalked out of the Hall of Fame. I've never seen that before. <laughs> Yeah, how do you explain it? I, I can't. His play or something else? I, I, think it's, I think it's this idea that, well, I think, one, that Russ's personality sort of off-puts. Off, this is what I'm asking. How much, of that, how much of it is about that? Well, I mean, you remember those stories? I can't remember if it was Seth Wickersham or who it was, but the story about Russ and Sherman and all those dudes having to do this, like, Hawaii retreat where they bonded around, a, like, a campfire to try and hash things out and, and, and fix the Legion of Boom, and it just didn't work. I mean, that was a budding potential dynasty with a young quarterback, a great run game, and it, like one of the all-time great defenses, and it blew up because of the personalities involved, which is crazy considering how well Pete Carroll kept things together at USC. 
and, and Pete kept things going. But, like, that trade, I mean, the Seahawks killed the Broncos in that trade. And then the contract extension on top of it, and now Russ is – you like that. You like that, dude. You like that. How you like that? That's tight. How you like that? Russ is persona non grata. I mean, like it's it's unbelievable. I made that happen. That was very nice. Very you nice. like that? I did that for you, Will. I appreciate that, Jim. You're welcome, man. <laughs> <laughs> Finish the thought real quick. No, I, mean, I think Russ is like persona non grata, and it's obvious the Broncos are going to cut him. There's no, that's tight too. There's no like telling. That? There's no telling. You like See, that's, that? That's better than you. You like that? <laughs> there's no. There's that, no who's that's, better than, that's better than fish. <laughs> that's like better that. than fish. Who's gonna? Oh, that's nice too. You, who's you, gonna you, sign that, Russell Wilson? Who's gonna like? Who's gonna go get him? I, I don't. I don't know. And I think if he if he ends up being a backup somewhere this year, dude, the, the Canton resume's toast. I would imagine he would love that. I'm sure that he would help the incumbent get ready every single week. <laughs> right. Yeah, I bet Russ is about that life. Will, appreciate you, man. Great to see you. Have a tremendous week. And it's always great to chop it up with you, brother. Thanks so much. Always fun, man. All right. Will Brinson.